Hey, this is Alex Terranova, and this is the Dream Mason Podcast. We've been taught to behave, to fit in, to follow the rules, but Dream Masons reject conventional thought. Dream Masons are rebels. They take a chisel to the marble that is typical traditional life. They carve out brilliance and broadcast it to the world. Join me for another chapter as we unmask convention, embrace the rebels within us, and more deeply come to explore the complex and agitated edges of our existence. Now, before we get started, please don't be a rebel yet and grab your phone and hit that little button that says subscribe. Thank you. Because your dreams don't build themselves. What's up and welcome back to the Dream Mason podcast. I am your host, Alex Terranova. I am really excited about today's episode. Uh, it's not something that connects with me personally as I've never had to uh, even seek out something like this, but I'm really intrigued by the mindset and the behavioral and habitual things that we're gonna learn about human beings in relationship to this topic. So I'm, I'm not really gonna do a lot of setup here. I just wanna jump in because I think this is gonna be a really cool conversation and different, uh, it kind of veers away from what a lot of episodes that we, a lot of episodes in the past have been. So my guest today, uh, they call him the cigarette whisperer, which is just cool in itself. It's a great name. Uh, he's been featured on the TV show, The Doctors. He's been featured on BuzzFeed, in the LA Times, many other news networks, TV and publications. Some people say he's the best kept secret in Hollywood, and he's helped well over a thousand people. Now, who is this cigarette whisperer? He's a man who basically can help people quit smoke, smoking or vaping in a very small amount of time, and he's gonna give us more info on what this is, but um, when I watched his, like some videos on him and watched him with clients, I was like, this is so cool. Uh, we know how addic addicted cigarettes are. We know there's so many other things. And he has found a way to break this addiction that is so effective and changing people's lives. Uh, so I wanted to get him on here to talk about this. Welcome to the Dream Mason podcast, Rocky Rosen. How you doing? I'm great, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's, let's first just like dive right into how did you even get here? How did you become the cigarette whisperer? I was a very, very, very heavy smoker for many years, for close, a little over 20 years. I was having really negative side effects. Started about 12 and a half years before I stopped, and I really began to really wish I didn't smoke. So I went to a whole bunch of different stop smoking programs, like Schick, Smoke Enders, Physicians Clinic. I used to chew the nicotine gum. I'd smoke at the same time. And I would say I'm having horrible side effects. I had the worst cough of anybody you'd ever meet. Uh, it was a very phlegmy, you can hear a rattle in my chest. I'm in my uh, early 30s and doctors are telling me I'm never gonna see 40, I definitely will never see 50. Um, and every stop smoking methodology out there kept trying to convince me of something that, was, that were lies. Um, they kept trying to convince me that I didn't wanna smoke anymore uh, and that I really had to stop smoking. And those are the two big lies about quitting smoking as far as I'm concerned because People may tell themselves for years that they have to stop, but that they are still smoking. So the truth isn't that we can't smoke. And the truth is we can smoke. I've even got cigarettes right here. Um, really, cigarettes right here. The truth isn't that we can't smoke. The truth is we can smoke. We, ju we, we just don't want to suffer the consequences. We, 
you never have to stop smoking. You may hate yourself for smoking or vaping. Your health can suffer. And this stuff can take you out in a way you cannot dream about being taken out. But you never have to stop smoking. So my clients learn they always have a choice. And I also overcome the other big thing. Uh, I, got, I, I don't want to smoke anymore. People tell themselves, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. When the truth is, those of us who've gotten addicted to nicotine, it isn't that we don't want to do it. The truth is we do want to do it. We just don't want to suffer the consequences. So my entire approach is teaching people, every stop smoking methodology out there tries to make the urge to smoke go away. And they teach you to fight it, to deny it, to ignore it. When the truth is, for those of us who are addicted, the urges never totally go away. So what I do is I teach my clients how to actually use the urge as the way to stop instead of trying to fight those urges. Um, as I always like to say, I teach people how to get comfortable being uncomfortable instead of staying uncomfortable being uncomfortable. This is pretty much with any addiction, too. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I work with people on relapse prevention for drugs and alcohol. But my main thrust is getting people out of nicotine. Um, go on. I, well, I love what you just said because you just hit on so many things I do in my business and my practice with clients around like their goals, right? Like they want something, they say they want it, but they're not taking the actions or doing the things to get it. So it's like, you actually don't want this because if you really did want it, you'd actually be doing this thing. You just don't like, I love that you said, you just don't want the consequences of not having it or not getting where you are. And to get where we want to go, if we've never been there, it requires being uncomfortable. It requires being like, we think we're so bred to think comfort is like our friend when it's actually the enemy in so many cases. Um, and you also touched on like the, that very old kind of saying, like what you resist persists. That's and you're, exactly what I teach too. Mm -hmm. So yes, there's so much great stuff here that applies to everyone, not just cigarette smokers. How does somebody take something, like how do you take the energy that they have, that addiction energy, and then reapply it to like essentially? Well, the you know, best way I can, I can describe it is I get my clients very quickly to focus on their benefits that they want by getting off this stuff. Better health, self-esteem, freedom, not having to quit anymore, smelling better, tasting better. Um, it's when we, we lose sight of the things that we want that the discomfort really overwhelms us. But if we know we're fighting for a better good, you know, we, can turn, we, can make the, we can make the urges work for us instead of work against us. So it's really being able to, and I make, I make it very quick, very simple for my clients. I mean, it's all written out for them black and white, and it fits in their cigarette pack. Um, and by teaching people how to use the urges, it teaches them how to get free. It's like being caught in a wave. The way out of a wave is you let go. You don't fight it. Mm. So when you fight it, it pulls you down. And when you fight your urges, they just keep pulling you down. When you learn how to surrender to them and say, give me your best shot, MF, um, mm. passes very quickly. Where did you learn this? Like, I know you said you went through it yourself and you went to all these different modalities. But Robert. There was a psychologist by the name of Albert Ellis. Mm -hmm. He wrote a book called, and let me, I might be missing, Cognitive Rational Positive Therapy. And what he, what he said in there was, you know, if you have a feeling that isn't going away and you keep trying to fight it, it's going to keep pulling you down. It's when you learn how to use that feeling that you can really begin to affect changes. So what I, what I stopped telling myself wasn't that I don't want to smoke. I started going, you know what, I do want to smoke. 
I just don't want to suffer the consequences. And obviously, I don't have to quit. Cigarettes are around. And, you know, I, there's a magical secret to quitting smoking. And I'm going to give it away right now while we're talking. <laughs> okay. The entire trick to quitting smoking, the entire trick to quitting vaping, to quitting chewing tobacco, to quitting drinking, is whenever you're ready, don't take the next hit. That, that's the, it, it, <laughs> breaking habits are incredibly simple. They're just not easy to do. So I get people into a rhythm and to approach saying some words to themselves before they light up or before they vape. Um, and those words are, you know, I'm nicotine addicted. I want to smoke. I can't smoke. I don't have to stop. But I deserve, and I, we have a list of benefits, the better health, the better life, feeling better, doing it for my family, being free. Um, and then on day two, I start getting people to say this every 30 minutes to themselves, even not, not just when they get an urge, but to start calling the urges up. And on day three, I pull out a little magic sauce. The, the words become a little bit longer. And uh, we trick, we don't, I don't, people think what I do is reverse psychology and all it is just direct. And again, it comes back to the phrase I used earlier, getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. What you shared with me before we started recording that this can't, you can't apply this to everything in life. You said food or relationships. Right. I'm curious though, could you apply it to like a food? Let's say you were found yourself like you ate French fries every single day, right? Like you don't need to eat French fries. That's a want, not a need. And let's say you, you were just like, man, if I could just stop eating or even like a diabetic, right? If you were somebody who needed to just stop eating sugar, mm -hmm. could you apply this modality to something, not all food because yes. we yes. need all food, but a specific food? In that case, yes. Okay. Uh, I actually got a person off diet Pepsi. <laughs> you know, about 12 packs a day of Diet Pepsi every day. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, the answer is yes. If it's a specific food or a specific food group, yes. If it, I, we don't need to smoke, but we do need to eat. Yeah. Um, we, we do need to interrelate with other people. So, I mean, I don't know how to really help. I, myself included, I don't know how people with the relationships. Um, they, are, they all have their own dynamics. Mm -hmm. um, but um, really, it's a focus on much more than, you know, if, again, if a food is killing somebody, yes, we can get you off a food group. Now, could you help somebody using this modality or have you with something like outside of a relationship like pornography or infidelity? I have not had the opportunity. The answer is yes. But, you know, again, those are going to be very, very difficult because, mm -hmm. you're, again, it's a matter of people understanding your urge to watch pornography, your urge to want to, pardon me, I, I'm not going to use it, the urge to want to F around, mm -hmm. um, that's not going to go away. But if you can stay focused on what you want by stopping doing this, you want greater intimacy, you want, you want to be true to your spouse, whatever it might be, um, and focus on what those benefits are and have them really outlined for you, we, we, can, affect it, we can affect a change. I love that. It's like... The I, I use this often in my practice. It's like when the thing that you want, you want so badly that no circumstance will take your focus off it. We, um, I, I know a guy who teaches personal development courses and he does this trick where he'll, he'll have a dog and a ball 
and the dog will follow the ball, like cannot break sight of that ball. It doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. And he'll use some reference like, you know, when you want whatever you want this badly, that's when you'll get it because you're singular focused. Um, and that's really what I hear you talking about is we want things, but then we let all the circumstances and all the feelings and urges and all the stuff get in the way and it takes our focus off the things we want and you really guide people back to that. I'm, I'm if I may real quick. Yeah, please. Um, I don't want, no, I just lost the thought. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, 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 don't be sorry. Um, it, when somebody's addicted, Mm -hmm. somebody has an addiction I always ask them this question first of all I don't say that they have an addiction they come to me and they will admit to themselves that they're hooked and being hooked with nicotine uh, unlike drugs and alcohol drugs and alcohol are a threefold addiction it's a physical craving it's a mental obsession and for a lot of people it's really letting them, their spirit down as a spiritual malady tobacco does not have the spiritual malady uh, it's just physical and mental, but it's more mental than physical. But when somebody is hooked on something, I'll ask them, in your life, who or what comes first? And often they'll tell me their significant other, they'll tell me their, their career, they'll tell me it's them. When the truth is, the substance you're addicted to is what comes before everything and everyone in your life. Um, there is no person you love more than what, what you are addicted to. And you'll walk away from everybody and everything to go practice your addiction. And don't you deserve better than that? But I don't know why I went down that tangent, but I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, I think that was, that was a beautiful thing to throw in. Um, I was actually gonna ask you about more serious drugs and alcohol. Um, how does this play in, you know, if, if we're talking about, let's, let's take like marijuana out of the equation, but like things like, like cocaine, heroin, mm -hmm. um, meth things that are highly highly addictive we could even put sugar in there almost but um these these narcotics that are highly addictive and maybe alcohol goes in there yes. i love that you brought in this spiritual piece how and you said you've helped people with these things too though right mm -hmm. what's the diff like how does what's the added component that breaks that part that that serves you to help people break up those addictions versus the cigarette addiction well, it, I don't know how to answer that. I mean, it's the same thing. Um, it's admitting that you want to do it, admitting that you can do it, and knowing that there are consequences if you do it. Um, I always tell my clients to not smoke. Yeah, well, again, it goes back to not smoke. There will be consequences to not smoking. Those consequences happen to be a little bit of discomfort with a better health, a better life, and more energy, and et cetera. Same thing with drugs and alcohol. Um, it's not, the way to make a feeling go away, Alex, is, in my opinion, is by learning how to uh, feel the feeling rather than always trying to fight the feeling. Again, it goes back to what you resist will persist. Um, I do have, uh, I am literally working with people who are heavy drinkers or heavy opiate users. I don't want to work with them until they've detoxed. Um, I don't play, I don't pretend to, you know, that I, I can help a person through detox. Uh, with tobacco, there's no real detox. With cocaine, there's no real detox. With weed, there's no real detox. With opiates, um, I'm, I'm very cautious of meth, stuff like that. 
Um, people do go through some pretty severe withdrawal symptoms that you're not going to get with tobacco. You don't go to the emergency room, you don't see the doctor, you don't get four-point restraint by quitting smoking. The worst you're going to feel is a bit uncomfortable. So if we're doing drugs and alcohol, I need to make sure I'm not going to work with somebody who's going to get dope sick or delirium tremens and the like uh, until that's been, that, that's been resolved. Let's talk about long-term success. You know, okay. you've worked with, like you said, well over a thousand people and you've been doing this for a while and you've, you've had a lot of success with some, you know, uh, big name kind of people. Hi. Mm -hmm. What's the long-term look like for people that work with you and then practice what you teach? Well, this is going to sound nuts. <laughs> but my clients know I'm available to them 24 hours a day for the rest of my life. If they're having a tough moment, I ask them to please be courageous enough to pick up the phone and call me so we can talk you through it. So it isn't like I just work with people four days and go, wham, bam, thank you, bye. I do support. Support comes through texts, emails, or, or talking. And I make myself available if needed. And the fact that I, the weird thing is, Alex, the fact that my clients know I'm there for them 24 hours a day, they, they don't need me so much. It's if I told them, hey, we'll speak every, every two Thursday, every second Thursday at 9.45 a.m. That's going to happen every, two, every Thursday at 9.45 a.m. But knowing that you can call me anytime you need me um, has been a huge game changer for what I'm doing. Uh, well, it's been that way since I began, but that they know they're not tethered, that they're not just doing this alone, that we work as a team. So I'm gathering, you are a therapist, right? I'm not a therapist. I'm a professional certified coach. But okay. I, I, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not a therapist. And when you're working with somebody, you are focused on that person, aren't you? Absolutely. And you make yourself available to that person, and they know they can call you when they need you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean they're going to call you when they need you, but they know they can call you when they need yeah. you. And that's what they do. You know, it's let them know. Yeah. There's, it's, it's really cool to talk to you because there's so many parallels. And like, I've never read, I'm, I'm going to because of now what you pointed out. And I think there'd be a lot for me to learn from Albert Ellis. Um, there's so many parallels about the way I work with people to achieve a goal like more money or more, you know, happiness or, uh, you know, tang tangible or intangible things as what you do with people to overcome something that isn't serving them. Um, and I learned, and I'm, it's like really, I want to say like uh, putting a stamp on something of like, Hey, this is a thing to keep focusing on with people, like what they want, like really put that in front of them and get them to really focus on that so much so that, it's singular that they can really like put all their energy. Um, do you have like one story or one case that you're just like so proud of that like kind of blo still blows your mind to this day? It, I'm sure you have more than one, but like one that stands out is like, it's like a highlight reel. A woman was in, was, um, she had a bone cancer in her leg and they were treating it, and this happens to be, anyway, that doesn't matter who she is. And she was being told by doctor after doctor, if you don't stop smoking, we're going to be removing her leg. And um, she had tried everything, and she had the means to try everything and anything. And when she came to me through her cousin, she still has two legs. And... Uh, 
I'll tell you one of the saddest stories I've ever had. I got a phone call from Carrie Fisher, who had heard about me through her doctor. And she wanted to meet with me, but she didn't have a calendar with her, so she kept putting it off, and I'll have my assistant call you. And we, we communicated a couple more times, but she never did call me. And, you know, the poor girl, she died of so many different complications when she was on that plane. Well, she didn't die on the plane. But her, her, her and Penny Marshall, they were best friends, they both died of their smoking-related causes. Penny from lung cancer and Carrie from uh, a heart attack and the like. And it just always haunted me after she died that, uh, you know, the hardest part of stopping smoking, you want to know what that is? Is calling, is calling me. Yeah. The rest is really simple. And, uh, you know, it isn't just calling me, but making the commitment to meet with me and talk to me. I, I always do a free consultation. There's no pressure. There's no obligation. Uh, the way you work with me is I share, I share my PowerPoint screen with you on my computer, on your computer. And I'll spend about an hour to two hours with anybody at no charge. And uh, if we have a good fit, We'll have them off in two days. It's amazing. Um, it, thanks for sharing those two stories. Like, I really appreciate, you know, when you shared about Penny Marshall and Carrie Fisher, like, it haunts you that, like, you weren't able to make a difference. And I know for me, and I, I'm sure a lot of p service professionals who help people feel this way, is often when we see somebody quit, like, we see a potential for somebody, right? A potential, potential for their, their health or their life or their goals or their happiness. And when we see them quit or we see them walk away or we, or we know that they're just struggling to ask, like, we can't force anything on anyone, right? They have to show up and want to do this work. That it does, you know, it, it, your, our hearts get broken repeatedly and often, often doing this work, but we also are rebuilding and mending so many. Um, can I throw something in now? Please, I actually wanted to offer you a space to share anything you want about anything at this moment. Quitting, you know, but I don't, I don't look at stopping smoking as quitting. Mm -hmm. um, or stopping drinking or stopping doing drugs or stopping any bad behavior. Because when you tell yourself you've quit, that means you never get to do it again. I, I, I tell people it isn't about quitting, it's about getting free. Um, when you're free, you have the choice to do it or not. When you've quit, you feel like you've got no choice. And after a while, that just drives you crazy. So in my vocabulary, I really help people get rid of the idea that this is about quitting smoking. Now, this is about getting free from tobacco. This is about getting free from a bad habit. That's so, I love that you put that in. Um, people that listen to this podcast regularly have heard me talk. I decided to be a vegan for all of 2020. Yeah, I, uh, I was a heavy meat eater <laughs> and a heavy everything, cheese, whatever. And I didn't do it from like, a, I need to quit. No doctor said anything. I really did it to challenge myself to try eating a different way to see how it would impact and how I would feel. And just to, to try something different for a length of time that would challenge me and push me. And, and more so than anything, it's been an exercise of discipline and integrity <laughs> and commitment. And when I look at why it's worked almost a full eight months in now, why I haven't, you know, cheated or even really had any impulses. Like I've ne I think I've had one or two days where I saw like a rack of ribs and just started drooling. Um, but for the most part, it's been fairly easy is what you just said is it's always been this experiment. It's never been, I'm never going to eat meat again. It's like, Hey, for one year I'm doing this thing. And at the end of this year, we'll decide what's next. Exactly. 
but it has created that freedom to say, hey, I always am going to get to choose. Let's see what choice serves me. This life is a process. It's not an event. I love that. It's a day-by-day thing. Is there anything else you want to feel like you want to share to, you know, anyone that might be listening that is addicted to something that you're like, you know, I'd love for them to hear this in this moment? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to focus on nicotine right now. Sure. A couple of things to know about nicotine. Nicotine is an insecticide. Every time you smoke and every time you vape, you might as well be spraying some hot ray down your throat. That's why your throat feels funky. That's why your chest feels tight. Um, that's why you feel like crap. It's because you're constantly insecticiding yourself. The other thing I wanted to say, and this it just escaped my mind, the CDC, the Centers of Disease Control, this is pre-COVID-19, because God only knows where COVID is taking us. Um, the CDC has a statement about tobacco. Uh, they say it's the single largest cause of premature death preventable disease and preventable disability in the United States. They guesstimate around 480,000 plus people in this country lose their lives each year from smoking related causes. A little over 2 million people in a normal year die in the United States, which means the Centers of Disease Control, again, pre-COVID, said that smoking is responsible for one in five deaths prematurely in the United States. That's more people who die in fire, suicide, and homicide, auto accidents, plane crashes, and train crashes. Every American who died on 9-11, every soldier has been fighting ever since, and HIV combined. You take all those modalities, if somebody dying too young, you make it one number, it doesn't touch what smoking does. You and I may or may not agree on many things, but I bet we can both agree you deserve better than that. And uh, it's just getting people to, it's a very, very conscious way. Instead of trying, you know, it's, it's not like hypnosis going from your subconscious maybe to your conscious. It is a direct, I always say it's a direct, gentle, effective way to get free. And uh, like I said, the hardest part is contacting me. The rest is really simple. So I'm sorry, I'm getting to go down that line too. No, Rocky, how do, how do people contact you? Is it a phone, a website? What's the best way for people that either, uh, you know, I'll give you both my phone and my website. My website is thecigarettewhisperer.com. And when you go to that site, you can see my appearance on the TV show, The Doctors. You can see the BuzzFeed story about me. Uh, But to contact me, uh, my number is 818-961-6978. And if I could, I'll repeat it, 818-961-6978. And if you really wish you could be free from this stuff, I really wish you'd pick up the phone and call me. I'm happy to talk to anybody. Rocky, I would just want to say thank you. Um, you know, we, we live in, and you know, I'm in Southern California also. And so I think smoking, we don't see it as much as we used to here, but I know another thing. Everybody's a closet smoker today. What'd you say? Everybody's a closet smoker. <laughs> well, I, but I know from being in other places, there's people in other places where smoking is still a lot, you know, more out there, a lot more heavily done. Um, but I, I really want to acknowledge you for the work that you're doing. Thanks for being committed to making a difference for people um, and helping people live the lives that they want to live and deserve to live and be free of something that isn't serving them. Thanks for sharing, you know, your story. 
uh, your process. You are incredibly generous and gracious, man. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, please, if you're listening, if you know somebody who needs to hear this, share this episode with them. We all know somebody who probably could be free of something. Share this episode, share Rocky's website, share something that can help them. And, uh, you know, I, I think that we, none of us want to feel like, you know, you described with Carrie Fisher or Penny Marshall, like feeling like maybe we could have done something and we didn't. Yeah. Rocky, thank, thanks again for being here. Uh, thank you. Appreciate nice. you. Take care. Have yeah, you too. Thank you for the opportunity. You're welcome. Thanks for listening. Uh, that was Rocky Rosen, the cigarette whisperer. Um, when I found out about him, I was like, I just had to share this guy with the audience, whether you're a cigarette smoker or not. I, I personally feel like I don't know very many cigarette smokers, but you know, I wonder how many are actually closeted or, um, you know, that's just my community. But I know that there's people listening who are cigarette smokers who don't want to be smoking anymore. And I actually think I learned a ton about wants and needs and addictions and and how we get in our own way here today. So uh, I'm super, it was super awesome having Rocky here and I hope you took something away from this episode. Please, again, this is a great episode to share with somebody that might hear it. And uh, I look forward to seeing you next time on the Dream Mason podcast. Take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening. Honestly, I'm just a rebel who found a cause and has a dream and I'm super grateful for your support. If you got anything from this, please help me out and share this podcast with one person today. You can find me at thedreammason.com or at inspirationalalex on Instagram. You are a dream mason because your dreams don't build themselves.